on TV, online and on your smartphone. This is Ticker News. You are watching Ticker today. My name is Aaron Young. Today we're discussing new figures from the OECD showing the important role historically high corporate profits are playing when it comes to driving inflation as well. For more, we're joined by Greg Jericho from the Australia Institute. So many fingers being pointed in so many different directions when it comes to who is responsible for inflation. What's your view? Well, our view has been uh, for some time now that uh, corporate profits are actually been the main driver of inflation. And and essentially, the reason we've uh, been taking this view is we've just looked at uh, wages growth and realised, well, wages are growing half the price or half the speed of inflation. So there needs to be something else that's going on because it's not like it was perhaps in the 70s or even late 80s where there was really strong wages growth going on. And you could understand perhaps why inflation was rising because people were feeling pretty flush with cash. That wasn't the case this time because, yes, there was some built up spending from the COVID years, but you know, people's real wages were going backwards. So what we did was we looked at the figures and, and it showed that corporate profits were the largest driver of inflation. Yeah, talk to us about that, the idea of uh, profit-driven inflation. Well, it's one of those things where economists often uh, almost take the companies out of the equation in the sense that, oh, they're just forced to, to uh, put their prices where the market tells them. And we know that especially in... Uh, markets where there's a lot of concentration such as in the australian grocery sector which is dominated by coals and woolies that companies have a lot of pricing power they can determine what prices to charge they're not forced by markets and they know that the competition is pretty weak and what we saw in australia and what we've seen also in america and in europe and in the uk are companies in a sense knowing that this is an inflationary period and so they're actually being able, they are having to increase their, their prices because of supply side issues and input costs, but they're taking advantage of this period to increase prices by just a little bit more than they need to, uh, because people are less likely to question it. They're more thinking, oh yeah, it's inflation, what can we do? Whereas when inflation is, is very low as it was before the pandemic, people are thinking, hang on, why are prices going up? We know you know, inflation is low, whereas when inflation is high, this is something that uh, President of the European Central Bank, Christine Lagarde, pointed out a few weeks ago, that companies are realising that there is a bit of scope there to take advantage and not suffer too much of a, a consequence of it. So when we talk about, say, central banks or Reserve Bank of Australia, do you think they're taking into account the profit-driven uh, inflation aspect when they're deciding to lift interest rates? Well, uh, some central banks are, but certainly the Reserve Bank isn't. The Reserve Bank has been fairly strident in its criticisms of our research, and this was before the OECD's report that came out, in a sense, confirming our our research. But they've, they've uh, suggested that it's not due to corporate profits. We would argue that uh, certainly they should be taking into account this aspect because if you're just acting like it is all driven by wages or driven by demand for products, then yes, interest rate rises do make sense. But if it is mostly driven from supply side issues and also due to corporate um, companies taking advantage and raising their margins a bit, then perhaps interest rates aren't going to work as well as they, they would in other circumstances. And so we perhaps should be looking at other aspects, such as we have in Australia, where we've seen uh, sort of price caps on um, 
on energy costs and looking at uh, perhaps uh, using some more of those regulatory levers, at least in the temporary sense, rather than just trying to dampen demand. We take an example of another industry where we've seen surging prices, aviation, and we'll take an Australian airline, Qantas, for example, where we've seen uh, the boss, Ellen Joyce, say it's going to take a bit of time for prices to come back. You look at the profits that Qantas has announced recently and their bumper profits, but they made massive losses during COVID. A lot of these businesses we referred to made massive losses during COVID. Is this just a case of them now having to pay back all of that debt and to be able to show their investors, thank you for standing by uh, us during COVID, otherwise we would have gone bust? Well, for some industries, certainly. I mean, you can you can argue that perhaps with Qantas because obviously people weren't able to travel. But when you look at Coles and Woolies, um, people were definitely spending and they were spending a lot on groceries. It was a, a boom time, really, if you can remember back then, the, the queues in in uh, Woolworths and Coles and other grocery stores were massive. And so we're not suggesting that this is something that is across every industry. For example, we, we do know that the hospitality industries really did it tough during Yeah, and that's pandemic. been an absolute nightmare. I don't think anyone's ever accused anyone in hospitality yeah. at the moment of doing too well. Greg, we've got to leave it there. Unfortunately, thanks so much okay. for joining us here on Ticket Today. No problems, Aaron. All right. And that is a program for now. For more, head to tickernews.co. I'm Aaron Young. I'll see you soon.